The following podcast may contain themes and references not suitable for young people and may also contain themes and references that might be offensive to some listeners. Be advised that no ill will has been intended in recording this episode and it has been done so purely for entertainment purposes. If you have any concerns or complaints about what is discussed in the following episode, please contact us. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to frock up, put on the sequence and say Guten Tag from Vienna as we bring you Australia's only Eurovision podcast, Eurovision, direct from the Eurovision capital of Australia, Hobart. Now, here's your host, Ben Navotova. Yes, hello everybody and welcome to Eurovision, Australia's only podcast on Eurovision that we know of. Uh, we are... Mate thrilled to be here for the third official spin-off of Survivor Oz. Um, this has got nothing to do with Survivor. It has nothing to do with reality TV. We are talking about Eurovision. The Eurovision... Don't tune out if you don't like Survivor. Yes. Uh, the Eurovision Song Contest, which uh, if by chance you've stumbled across this from listening or being an avid Survivor Oz listener, both of you, thank you for switching across to us. Uh, but the Eurovision Song Contest is in its 60th year this year. And um, if you mention the word ABBA, you might know about Eurovision. But I am thrilled to welcome on the line for the very first episode of Eurovision. I'm going to call them Eurozlets um, to talk a little bit about their history with uh, the Eurovision Song Contest as well as uh, going through some songs and everything along those lines that we are going to talk about. And you'll learn a bit more about the format as we go along each week. So we're about six weeks away now, I believe, from Eurovision starting, at least at the time of recording this. And I said at the start that we wouldn't date this podcast, and I've already done that within the first uh, minute or so. So good job, Ben. You are the best host of podcasts in the world. Speaking of the best of hosts in the world, he is the best host from the town of Snug, Noah Groves. Welcome to Eurovision. Uh, thanks for having me. I feel quite refreshed being on a new podcast. Um <laughs> When will it end? How many podcasts we will be doing by the end of 2015? But you worried me a bit when you said the third, about say the third Euros Vision episode. <laughs> I was thinking, why wasn't I invited to the first two? But um, yeah, it's good to be here to talk about um, something completely bizarre and out there compared to what we normally talk about. And they're generally words that uh, describe Eurovision. Um and we'll no doubt mention them a lot throughout the coming weeks. Uh, also joining us is a man who I know is the biggest Dustin the Turkey fan out there, besides that one person who puts his hand up him in Ireland. Uh, he's, of course, Jared Lubick. Jared, welcome to Eurovision. Thank you. It's um, great to be here celebrating probably one of the TV highlights of the year, I'd say. Well, I'd say it is easily the highlight of the year. Well, definitely on Australian TV, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's for sure. Well, I'm sure there's some classics on Russian TV, but... <laughs> uh, I feel like we should have started the episode like, Hello, Vienna calling! 
Uh oh, it's already started. Well, look, you know, we've got no. <laughs> well, I wonder what the you know they do the postcards and they have the little intros. I wonder what the little intros for each country what will, will it be, be for Australia. And who will it be? Like, will it be like <laughs> Tony Abbott? Will it be like Ray Martin? <laughs> 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 no, my my vote's on Abbott. No, nah, it's got to be Tim Franklin. Uh, <laughs> hi, Tim Franklin right from Hobart calling. Um, if, it, if it's Josh Thomas, I'm done with Eurovision. Uh, just putting it out there, Australia. Oh yeah, like the votes at the end. Uh, do we vote? We do. Um, oh, we'll we'll jump we'll into that. We'll get to this. We yeah. will. It's obviously. I do wonder who will that person will, will be. Will be very exciting. Will it be Julia? Well, she'll be there. So like, <laughs> they don't cross the floor. Maybe they'll put her in front of a green screen. Yes, I'm just in Uluru. Yeah. And, oh, there's a giant kangaroo. <laughs> but, uh, and that will be Sam Pang yeah. bouncing in the back. <laughs> yes. I hear he pulls off a mean kangaroo. Um, <laughs> as in the character, not... Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, how this is going to work. Each week, we're going we're gonna to bring you... Oh, God, I hope you're joining us and never listen to Survivor Oz because we're, we're kind of good on Survivor Oz. Um, each week we're going to bring to you, uh, we're going to go through the songs, basically, of uh, Eurovision 2015, hear a little bit of a snippet of them, talk through what we think their chances will be, and just have some general fun along the way. Each week we'll also bring you a classic Eurovision song, as I said um, at the top of the show, given it's been 60 years, it's quite a few to choose from, um, but um, we will bring you one, mainly winners probably, but uh, also some notable ones over the years. And... Uh, we would love to hear from you, of course, too. We're, we're separating this completely from Survivor Oz, so we've got our own Facebook page, our own website. It's the first time we've done this for a spin-off because our previous two spin-offs were kept under the Survivor Oz banner. But uh, basically, we're starting afresh. If we've got more than 10 fans by the episode 2 on Facebook, then thank you. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts if you um, are tuning in for the first time Absolutely. about your vision want- and the show. <laughs> Just want that one fan for a hundred percent increase. Well, that's it. Like every week, if we like build it by one, then by the time the um, you know Eurovision airs, we we might have like fifteen fans. So go us, go us. Uh, hello to Bulgaria, if anyone's listening from there. Yes, absolute huge Bulgarian um, fans. Maybe each week we will learn uh, a greeting for some of the different countries in case there's any. <laughs> fans from the, the European continent look, listen. Look, Noah, I'm going to put you in charge of that. Each week, you can bring us a designated greeting of the week. So <laughs> I want you, by the end of this episode, to be able to say hello, Bulgaria, in Bulgarian. Uh, I'm going to apologise in advance <laughs> for the next seven weeks. Yes, I will also. I think we'll all take our turns in apologising in advance um, for our impersonations of accents and um, general stereotypes that we will probably label against certain countries. It is all done in good humour and good fun, and if there are any complaints... That's, that's Eurovision way, isn't yes, it? Yes, exactly. <laughs> if there are any complaints, uh, please contact ben at survivoroz.com because I'll ignore it because it will say Eurovision in it and you send it to the wrong email. Um, okay, so uh, in terms of how we're going to start off this episode, this episode alone, it's our very first episode, I want to hear from each of you how you got into Eurovision because I feel that this outside of Europe it's a very Australian thing, hence why we've been invited to compete in Eurovision this year, and we will talk about that this episode. But um, it's it's something that's unique because if you talk to Americans or Canadians or you know people in sort of countries outside of Europe, it's not something that generally people know a whole lot of outside of ABBA won Eurovision one year. So Noah, I'll start with you. How the hell did you start liking Eurovision? Uh, 
yeah, I wish I had an interesting story about how I was in Uluru or something like that, but <laughs> mine's pretty boring. I feel like over the time it just kind of increased on SBS, the growth of it, and I probably started watching five years ago or maybe a bit before that, like obviously not uh, in the 80s or anything like that. I'm pretty sure SBS has only aired in, what, the last 10 years, maybe even less. Um, maybe we'll do a history of the SBS and Eurovision one time, but yeah, so I was kind of just stumbled upon it, I guess. So I'm like, I knew what it was, never really watched it, and I guess just got hooked to it and watched it every year. Um, and and I know a lot of people who do watch it now and it's kind of an annual thing for a lot of Australians but yeah I mainly just enjoy it for the laughter of it really I don't take the competition side too seriously or anything and this is the most serious I've ever took it at all because I normally just go into it to laugh at the some of the odd entries so I haven't listened to all of them this year so far but I feel like I might be a bit disappointed if that's my major goal in Eurovision <laughs> is to laugh because it seems like maybe a bit of a lackluster year but we'll jump over into that over the next six or so weeks but yeah that's how I got into it boring story but that's I like Maybe Jared can top that. Can you can you top it, Jared? Well, I mean, it's difficult, but in, in, in the glorious year of 2009, our friends put out a first post about this thing called Eurovision on SBS, and I flipped over the channel, and um, ever since then, I've been in love, in love with the fairy tale, even though it hurts. Um, <laughs> since then, the parties have been raging in new planes each year, the Eurovision parties, the... Um, Psychic Eurovision cakes, the dress up, it's all there, it's all happening. <laughs> oh, that top must. Wow, wow. You, 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 just be honest, you'd written that down, hadn't you? <laughs> no, that's all. That's, that's rehearsed from, from years in advance. I, look, I, I, I don't know how long, and that's a good point, Now we should have researched that going into it. Thank you, good start. Um, SBS in terms of how long they've shown it for. I remember watching it um, in high school, uh, with my dad, um, we had a rumpus room in my old house. Oh, so it's been on for 40 years. It has been, time. like, fuck, like, seriously. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, we had a rumpus room in my old house. We converted our garage into kind of like a little den where my dad and I would just watch TV and stuff. And it would just be a Sunday night thing. Eurovision's on, yeah, let's, let's watch it. And it just kind of gradually grew from there, and I've sort of watched it every year. I remember um, the first real one that I sort of really got involved in, I think it was... Uh, the year that Turkey, 2003, and they had that whole Turkish dancing, like, and it, I remember seeing it in the next morning, they had it all on, like, the Today Show and, and Sunrise and all that talking about, because there was this, um, Sir Tab Arena, there we go, I've got that list in front of me already, uh, 2003, every way that I can, and it was just this big whole dance number of Turkish dancers, and I just really remember that, and, yeah, um, I've just stuck on it ever since, it's great, and always get the songs you know get the albums listen to it and um yeah i'm i'm aiming to bring up dust and the turkey as much as i can <laughs> in the next uh, six or seven episodes do you guys have any uh, games or anything you look out because i know at my house we don't take it too seriously in terms of the rankings or anything but we always look out for the when's the wind machine going to come on <laughs> blowing their hair or the hilarious backup dances and stuff like that. Do you guys have any of that kind of thing? Jared, do you? <laughs> um, oh, I mean, we look out for it. We don't, we don't 
really do anything when it happens, but, you know, the classic, the key changes, the stupid backup dances, the, um, <laughs> the mistakes. I mean, the people jumping on the stage in certain years who aren't meant to be there. I mean, that's all great. <laughs> was that was that Jessica Malboy? Uh, oh, no, she was invited. <coughs> right, sorry, I forgot about that. Uh, no, I've never done that because, like, Dad and I would just watch and laugh, and then since I've moved out of home, like, Louise doesn't give two shits about it. Um, so... I sit the kid. That's Ben's cat. That's, uh, yes, I, yes I, I live with my cat. Um, <laughs> we're engaged to be married. We're madly in love. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, maybe I need to start this year. I'll, I'll keep an eye on that. Well, we could maybe come up with some over the course of these next six or so weeks. Eurovision for, bingo. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what we'll have by the end of these six weeks. We'll have our bingo. And people at home, please email us in. We don't have an email address at the time of recording this first episode, but we will by episode two. Um, so, carrier pigeon is our preferred method of contact. Or uh, just put it in Kachita versus Beard and we'll find it. We won't actually be there, but anyway. Uh, so, uh, before we... We're going to get into this very shortly in some songs, but... We'll go into just kind of some details about 2015 Eurovision. We're in Austria. We're going to be in Vienna, of course, because Kachita Verse won last year with Rise Like a Phoenix. Uh, It was Austria's... uh, Bear with me. It was Austria's second win uh, after they won previously in 1966. Can anybody tell me the 1966 winner of Eurovision? Anybody? Uh, no, Udo Jurgens <laughs> with Mercy Cherie. Um, what a hit Close. that was. Uh, <laughs> so, well, maybe we'll listen to that uh, sometime. Well, the last time, incidentally, we were in Austria in 1967, the United Kingdom won with Puppet on a String, Sandy Shaw. Don't think it's going to happen in 2015. But, uh, <laughs> look. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. Um, now, yeah, Conchita Best, we all remember her last year, of course. Bearded lady, uh, you know, set the world on fire, he, she, whatever you want to say. But uh, amazing song. We're going to hear from that very, very soon. But uh, So that means we are in Austria. Of course, those who aren't entirely familiar with Eurovision, the winner of the previous year gets to host the next year's, and uh, hence why we're there. Now, I can tell you the hosts, uh, look, we love our Austrian <laughs> TV hosts. And boy, oh boy, am I looking forward to seeing Miram Weisgenbran, Alice Turner, and Arabilla Kaisbauer hosting this year. So they, look, Jared, seriously, they are up in your top five Austrian TV hosts, aren't they? Yeah, I'm a bit shocked they didn't get um, Schwarzenegger in, but um, I suppose <laughs> when you can't get him, if he's not on the budget, then I'm uh, the next best choices. How would that work? Get to the stage, perform this song. <laughs> Uh, time for a commercial break. I'll be back. <laughs> uh, no, I should ask the apology that we gave before. Um, also, name pronunciations. Yeah, we're going to murder some names this season in terms of... We, we are Australian. We are Australian. Um, we can say Guy Sebastian. Um, <laughs> other than that... Even that, we struggle with. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So I'm just looking here at Miram Weissenbraun. She's from Innsbruck, Innsbruck I should say. Um, she's... 34. She's quite attractive. Um, she has hosted such hits in Austria as Die Roskenbagen. Oh, no, actually, no, she was acted in that one, so she's an actress as well. Um, she also acted in Hurt Sein and Wir sind Kaiser. Very underrated film. She played Fifi in that movie, so um, good for her. Fifi. Yeah, uh, Alice Toomler, by the way. Um, According to Wikipedia, they don't actually know how old she is. She was either born in 1977 <laughs> or 1978. So that makes her either 36 or 37. Um, and she's uh, got an Austrian father and a Slovenian-Italian 
and French mother. Wow. Oh, she's perfect for the hosting of you. That's why she was chosen. They've just gone, okay, there is the Austrian who has lots of parents. Um, and they've got <laughs> her. And she speaks German, English, French, Italian, Spanish, and Portuguese. Yeah, she is perfect for the job. And according to Wikipedia, <laughs> she is the mother of a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, either born in 92 or 93, one of them. Wow, and the other host is Arabella Kaisabas. We've got three women hosting it. There we go. That's yeah, three girls. A That's the first. Oh, I reckon it would be. Uh, so her full name is Cosima Arabia Asabaya Kasabawa, professionally known as Arabella Kasabawa. Um, and she has hosted such shows as the Sound of Football Gala, uh, the Vina Open Ball. And, of course, everybody knows her very much for the Prosebine magazine show called Rund um Hollywood in 1991. So, there you go. I have to say, um, I do like it when it's two girls and a guy and we have the awkward uh, flirting <laughs> that doesn't quite translate well and the guy in the middle are always uh, the cheesy lines and that. So, I think I'll miss that. This Tell year. me, Helena. Did you go to the shop last yeah, night? Like, no, really George. Really forced lines um, <laughs> that don't quite come across too well, but uh, that remains to be seen how they do. You know, it's disappointing is the fact that if Guy Sebastian wins, we don't actually get to bring it to Australia. It gets put to a country. I don't know if we get to choose it or like if, you know, the Eurovision Council does, but does that mean uh, we, we get, get to, to choose? Does Julia and Sam think. get to host it next year, do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> and then will they do awkward uh, thing, awkward scenes in like Bulgarian or? <laughs> well, Julia speaks fluent French, so. And just just yeah. a fair warning again as well. Uh, we will talk up Julia Zemiro a lot because I don't know about you two. I have a serious crush on that woman. I love her to bits. So. Yeah. I've seen her live. Have you? Oh. Well, la da yeah. I've interviewed... She's awesome. I interviewed Sam Pang last year for my now-ended radio show, The Brink. So, Sam and I are like this. We are tight. <laughs> um, but I feel, before we get into the songs, uh, Noah's done his job well. He's got a greeting. What have you got for us here, Noah? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Bulgaria. But hello to all of you. Um, <clears throat> I need to do the cheesy with a... Hello, France! <laughs> but. Zdravay, Bulgaria! Welcome out Australia! I in Eurovision podcast! Yay! Hello, Bulgaria! Welcome from Australia and the Eurovision podcast! <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, next week it will be different. Okay, next week I am designating you Estonian. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, do your research now. And if you want to hear Noah Groves say a greeting in a specific language, please send it in. Text. Oh, uh, we're not that far. Please send it in to insert email address here. Um, <laughs> but, um, we're going to start off, and we'll start off uh, this week, I feel, with classic Eurovision. And we're going to bring in segment introductions. So, uh, let's, let's, let's go into this. Classic Eurovision. That's a pretty good intro. I'm not used to having intros on, on this show. Since I've entered the brink, I need to have intros. But uh, anyway, so uh, this is this is the segment where we go back in time and we play a classic uh, Eurovision song. And uh, what perfect way to start with the song that brought us to Eurovision in Austria in 2015 with the winner of 2014, Conchita Verse, and her song, Rise Like a Phoenix. Let's, uh, let's hear a bit of this now. 
Yeah, it's fun. This just sounds just like a James Bond theme. Yeah, every time I hear it, I keep saying Bond Walking over glass, neighbors say we're trouble. Now, Jared, be honest, you've, you've blasted this out a few times in the car driving down to the shops. Definitely, all the time. <laughs> Now, of course, it's very. I still feel like the beard one. Well, I was going to say, very well known for the beard. And um, look, look, Abba had beards. Like, there's nothing unusual about beards. <laughs> like, when, when, when. That's why hashtag. Hashtag Abba had beards. But when it comes to it, that a, a lady has a beard, that's um, clearly where the the novelty came from. But well, didn't Bjorn uh, have a beard? I don't know what they're. <laughs> Uh, Agnetha, Bjorn, Benny, and uh, Rita. Yes. Uh, <laughs> is that actually I true? Don't they all have like names beginning with A, B, B, and A? Uh, <laughs> oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, fuck, I'm not a big ABBA fan. Like, they won Eurovision. <laughs> what is it, Nick and Cheetah? I think it'd be, uh, whatever I know, had a big. Uh, Agnetha. Bjorn, Benny, and Anifeard. There you go. That's Abba. Yeah, this is so bomb. Do you reckon she's in with a shot of singing the uh, the bomb theme this year? It sounds like a joke, but I'm not actually completely rule her out. Like, maybe if she won this year, she would have a chance. No, you never know. Never say never. I mean, bloody Jack White and Alicia Keys somehow ended up singing a James Bond theme, so... I don't know if that was the James Bond theme. I like it. So we'll just hear a bit more of this. Let's crank it up a little bit. Builds up here. I rise up to the sky. Well, I just died of me. Okay, <laughs> She's going to fly right out of here. <laughs> wow. That actually just died of me. Thanks, Conchita. She, she's got to go. Um, I will say, actually, with Conchita, she um, she will be the green... Well, there we go. It's back now. Um, she will be the green room host uh, for Eurovision this year. And according to the list I'm looking at, we haven't had a green room host since, of course, everybody's favourite green room host in 2003, Eric Sade from Sweden. And before that, it was Dmitry Shepelev from Russia back in 2009. So we'll see a bit of Conchita on our TV screens, I reckon. Uh, Jared, were you a fan of, of Rise Like a Phoenix? Do you think she was a worthy winner last year? Oh, if I'm being honest, it wasn't my favourite, but I would have put in my top five, so I was kind of fine with it. I think the thing that, that I'm looking for this year is hopefully um, not the obvious winner. We've had sort of the past few years is is the favourite going in and the favourite comes out. The winner has been this year. Everything's a little bit now from memory last year and we'll talk a little bit more about sort of some of the odds and that a little bit closer when we get to the actual final date but from my memory of 2014 she wasn't really the favorite until kind of the weekend i know in the lead up i think sweden were the the long like the favorites for a while there um correct me if i'm wrong there but um yeah like it kind of wasn't one I think I paid too much attention to until you started seeing her more so than hearing the song. But, um, yeah, no, what, what did you think of Conchita's Vin? Yeah, I still think the beard won it over the song. I don't think the song is too special. I think there were better ones last year, but yeah, it's, it's definitely one of the more memorable ones over the years. And 
She's a fun character. She uh, beat out uh, the Netherlands um, by 52 points. Um, and Sweden came in third. I think we're going to learn a lot over the coming weeks that Sweden is, you know, they're the they're the country that is usually always up there. Um, like outside of ABBA, like the, you know, they've done all right in Eurovision. Sweden, they are they are equal second in terms of most Eurovisions won. Now here's a trivia question for you, Noah and Jared, as Jared apparently hung up on me. Who's won the most Eurovisions? Ooh, um, give me a clue. Um, <laughs> well, I could give you one of two clues, but it would give it away straight away. <laughs> um, Jed Wood and Dustin the Turkey. Ireland. Ireland. They are, yes. That's very surprising. They've won at seven. Seeing as they've had Jed Wood two years in a row, um, and then Dustin the Turkey, and they all suck, so... <laughs> Um, I'm very shocked considering Ireland had a bad past few five years or so. The amazing thing about their wins, if you actually look at it, they, of course, won three in a row between 92 and 94. So they won in 92, 93, 94. Then they won in 96. And then they won in 87, the year I was born, uh, 1980 and 1970. And I actually remember there was a documentary in the lead-up last year, and I hope they played again on SBS this year because I want to get a copy of it. It was a great documentary. It's kind of like the history of Eurovision. It went up, I think, to 2010. But they basically were talking about Ireland in the 90s. That the, It got to the point where Ireland was sick of hosting it that they basically put in a shit entry in 1995 so they wouldn't win it because they won it three years in a row. They had to keep hosting it. It was costing them so much money that they got to the point where they were like, we don't want to win this anymore. I feel like a lot of those countries do that every year. Well, it's, it, it, well the UK have been doing that for a good 20 years, I feel. Um, but, yeah, I think I mean, this was before sort of like the, the voting changed and obviously a lot more political now but um just we'll get into the songs i said the uh that sweden were equal second can you name me the three other countries that are equal second jared you're going to know this am i um hmm. this is on five wins so ireland's won seven so these four countries well three because sweden have won five who are the other three countries that have won five i would say the uk correct i would also say oh netherlands incorrect um Jeez. We'll jump in. We're here all night. There's a lot of countries in Europe. Um, France have won it five times, not since 1977. And Luxembourg have won it five <laughs> times, not since 1983. UK incidentally won it in 1997, and Sweden, of course, won it only three years ago in 2012. Netherlands are fourth. Uh, sorry, no, uh, they've won four, so they're next in line. But uh, we'll come up with some of those stats over the coming weeks because there's some interesting countries that have won it and some that have never won it. So... There you go. We are now going to go into the part where we play some songs from this year. So we're all finished talking about Conchita, obviously, with nothing else out on Conchita. Uh, she'll be brought up again. She speaks for herself. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right. So uh, what we're going to do each week is we're going to play a few songs from the semifinals and we're going to play play a few songs from the finals. So, of course, for those who are not familiar with how this year is working, there are 40 countries represented um, this year. 39 of them are in Europe. One of them is the country <laughs> that we're recording this from. Now, there are two... Well, probably not 39. Well... Well, you've got your Israels and your kind of eh, Amiari ones. They're they're kind of sort of in Europe. Um, I get what you're saying, um, but uh, so semi There'll be two semi-finals, and then there, of course, is the final. Now there are already seven designated 
finalists that don't have to go in the semi-finals, being the host Austria, the big five in France, Germany, Italy, Spain, and the UK that always get automatic qualification, and, of course, Australia. And we'll get to that in just a moment. And then in the semi-finals, in semi-final one, we have 16 countries. In semi-final two, we will have 17 countries. And um, that means that we will have a final of... Uh, what would that be? 26 countries, if I'm not mistaken. Is that how it works generally, Jared? That sounds about right. <laughs> Again, we've done our research. Good for us. Um, but, yeah, so in the coming uh, episodes, we'll play a couple from the semifinals, and each episode we'll play a finalist. 2050 Eurovision finalists. And we're going to start off with the finalists right now, because I feel we, it's important that we start off with the finalists, particularly for our first episode, Australia. Guy Sebastian is our representative. Now, before I play the song, quick thoughts from around the room in terms of this. Um, I'll start with you, Noah. Australia being in Eurovision, do you agree with this or do you not agree with it? Oh, well, firstly, 2004 called and they want Guy Sebastian back because <laughs> he's due on stage for the Australian Idol finale. Um, <laughs> but I, I completely disagree with this. Um, I think it's Eurovision. I know Australia's a part of it, but it kind of ruins it when we're literally a part of it. I like it where we're the innocent bystanders commenting on it. Um, it just seems so unnecessary. Um, what are they trying to gain here? And... I noticed that they're not even going to do it next year unless we win it. Um, so it's just random. And, like, I know Israel and those kind of ones are a bit, yeah, are they a part of it? It's definitely not a part of Europe. Um, maybe 200 years ago. But, yeah, I'm, I'm against it. But at the same time, I'm kind of excited now that I think about it. But, yeah, they should have left it at... Um, at what they did last year instead of what they're doing this year. And maybe over the course of six weeks, we'll come up with a list of better candidates than <laughs> Australian Idol contestants to keep entering into it. <laughs> uh, Jared? Uh, I'm all for it. I think kind of it's been built up that they sort of needed to go to the next level. Like they've been doing sort of every year, Australia gets a bit more involved and a little bit more um, prominent on the, on the Eurovision scene. So I think it's, it's fair. It's a bit of fun. It's the 60th one. Like, what's the issue? I mean, other countries aren't in Europe either. I mean, if we had the EBU broadcasting here, then we could go in it permanently. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not out of the realms of possibility. Yeah, it's interesting. Now, I'll give a bit of a background on each of the singers before we play the song, because I think we should do that. I mean, look, as Australians, we seem to know a bit about Guy Sebastian. Of course, won the very first season of Australian Idol back in 2003. Has sold 3.7 million albums in this country. Um, he has the highest certifications of sales of any Australian Idol contestant. His single, Angels Brought Me Here, was the highest selling song in Australia of the noughties. So between 2000 and 2009. Um, Battle Scars, his song he did... Uh, was that with Lupe Fiasco? It was, yes. Yeah, that classic one that everyone's heard of, Battle Scar. Reached number two in Norway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm expecting some high points in Norway. <laughs> yeah, Norway, uh, tw our 12 points goes to guys. <laughs> uh, has received 24 ARIA Award nominations and won four, and has performed for such people as the Pope, Oprah Winfrey, and Queen Elizabeth <laughs> II. And... Um, yeah, look, I don't mind Guy Sebastian. I don't think he's the worst person we could have chosen. If we put, like, fucking um, Cody Simpson up, then I would have been like, what the fuck? 
But uh, so his song that he has put up is called Tonight Again. And uh, we're going to hear this now. Um, And in terms of, I will say, the songs that we will be playing, uh, these are generally off YouTube clips. Some will be live versions. And in terms of this one, you hear a bit of the film clip in it anyway. But here is Guy Sebastian and Tonight Again, Australia's entry in Eurovision. Feels weird saying that. Let's hear some of this now. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) It's starting. Thanks, Guy. Everyone's got their problems. Damn right. There's always something Sorry. on your mind. Like God, Sebastian, Eurovision. Oh, but tonight we ain't got a something. <laughs> for now, let's leave them all behind. Was this written especially for Eurovision? It was, yes. Bring it up, guys. Here we go. Yeah. Give me a break. It does sound very Eurovision-y. Yeah, I can picture the backup dancers. <laughs> you think Shannon Noll will be one of them? Yeah, Shannon Nolsey will be the backup dancers. Yeah, now all the Australian Idol losers. Yeah, Cosima will be. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! The host this year. Cosima, that's the first time she's been referenced in Australia in the last eight years. <laughs> Paulini. <laughs> Ricky Lee, <laughs> the whole gang back together. Rob Mills. <laughs> Millsy. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I used to watch shows like that. I reckon Marsha Hines yeah. might be due for an appearance. What do you reckon? Dicko? She would have been a better intro. Uh, in- entrance. I think they should get Mark Holden based on his recent Dancing with the Stars um, get up with a clown. <laughs> I like it. I want to turn up. Hang on. This is good. Now, look, you can't take away from Guy Sebastian's voice. He's a good singer. Um, and again, we could have had worse decisions. But, um, it, well, look, in terms of the song, we're going to discover this. I, I feel that this year, it, it's a fairly, I don't want to say weak um, year in terms of, well, stuff it, I will. Uh, because, I mean, a lot of the <laughs> entrants are, I don't know, they're a bit different. And, look, I think that Guy's in with a real shot of winning it this year. Do, do you feel that, Jared? I can't see him winning, but I think he has a better shot this year than, say, if he'd been in last year or the year before. I do think that the thing about sort of his entry is that it will stand out this year. There's a lot of kind of ballads and slower songs, and I think there's nothing that really sort of sounds similar to it. So it should stand out, hopefully, in sort of the voters' minds, but I can't see it. I think it will struggle to break the top 10. I kind of see it around sort of the 10 to 15 mark. I guess the thing with it is that it's going to go one of two ways. Like, there's going to be such a novelty fact to it. Like, oh, Australia are competing in Eurovision. Like, and we'll get lots of votes and people will be like, yeah, wicked. Or it'll be the opposite. Like, fuck Australia. Like, what the fuck are they doing here? And, like, I, I kind of feel that at the end of the day, it's going to be based more so politically, like, not like Eurovision already is not anyway, um, rather than the song itself. Um, I mean, Noah, what do you think? Well, I'm watching the music video here as we speak, and I notice he's reading the lyric sheet. So, uh, um, <laughs> they, they, did, they didn't organise a film, they just recorded it with a GoPro. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, he's, 
he's got a few weeks to learn the lyrics, and if he doesn't, I say he has no shot because he'll be singing Conchita. <laughs> you won't know what to do. You'll be singing about angels or angels, uh, bro. Yeah. So if he can get the lyrics down and not take the sheet on with him. I am, I'm going to say, and be bold, I'm going to say he's a top five placer. Um, I don't think it will be the winner, but I just think everyone will be loving it. And yep. I, I can't stand the song, but it's something that the Eurovision European fans would like, I feel. And they'll be like, oh, it's Australia. And like like you said, the political vote, all the countries like, oh, well, we've got no beef with Australia. We'll just vote for them and the other countries won't, won't care. We're not voting for enemies or allies or whatever. So, well, I don't know um, about that, I, Noah. Those Montenegrins, <laughs> they hate us. <laughs> yeah, but um, and obviously it's going to get twelve points from Norway, so I think <laughs> it, it's going to be a top five, or uh, maybe just outside the top five. How do you winner. think the United Kingdom will vote? Are they going to be so pissed off, like, oh fuck, no, it, we're not letting yeah. Australia beat us in Eurovision, or will they be like, oh, our colonists, let's vote for them? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I don't think the Queen's lobbying for us. <laughs> I, I, I don't think we get the top three scores for. UK. I really. I mean, oh, go, Jared. I was just going to say, I'm interested to to know which European country is our closest neighbour, and if we can expect <laughs> votes for them from them. Well, it might be Israel. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you yeah. were to draw a map. this vote is very important. This changes everything in world history. <laughs> <laughs> I, we know we know know who our friends and our enemies are after Eurovision. Like, uh, this is the deciding factor. I want to send it's like a, WikiLeaks on steroids. <laughs> I want to send a <laughs> shout out to um, a Twitter follower we have from Survivor Oz, uh, Ruben, who I know tweeted us uh, last week about Eurovision, and uh, he's looking forward to this podcast and he's a New Zealander and so I'd love to see New Zealand enter next year with like Dave Dobbins or <laughs> Crowded House. Holly the Sheep. Uh, <laughs> Dustin's cousin. Dan Walker. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, New Zealand. Three bags full. Yes, hello from Christchurch. This is Christchurch calling. Six bags full of wool I have. For six points, Litvia. <laughs> um, but we haven't done our official predictions yet We're going to write them out at the uh, end of this season um, After we've listened to all the songs But um, I like I, I like this idea though I was like, yeah, sort of loosely I, I, I think top five as well I've got a feeling And I, I, I am going to put it out there I feel he can win And not just because of the political But also because I think it's a standout song I think, Jared, you put it perfectly a lot of ballads this year. There's not a whole lot of songs that stand out. There's always that one song, and there's probably maybe two or three others that stand out that will give him um, some some uh, competition. But I, I really feel Guy Sebastian could win Eurovision. I don't, I don't like the song, but it is a bit of a party hit. Like uh, Boggy is definitely not singing about <laughs> dancing on the on uh, at the club floor. That's for sure. So uh, yeah. Oh yeah. fucking Boggy! Like oh Boggy. Anyway. Um, all right, so that's Guy Sebastian. That's Australia, so that's our first finalist out of the park. Uh, anybody else anything to add on uh, Tonight Again by Guy Sebastian? Well, I'm sure it'll be brought up again. It's pretty important entry, I guess. Well, Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. And I should mention that, like, we get to vote this year. This is the important thing. Like, not only do we get to compete, they're going to show it live for the very first time in Australia. Um, and we get to vote, so I'm going to be getting up. I think it's like I don't think I'm voting for Australia to be honest. Well, we, we're not allowed to vote for ourselves, no. 
but um, I, I'm, I'm, I've got my points for Boggy ready to go. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, without question, it's it's a big deal. And yeah, like it raises the question too because they'll have to cut to Australia and they'll have to be like, "G'day, all Sydney calling." Uh, but who will it? Bert Newton. Well, who? Who? who it'll be Lily Chin, surely for SBS. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty epic. Got to think of like SBS personalities, like Lily Chin. Oh, if they put Lily Chin out. Uh, isn't that an oxymoron? The <laughs> SBS personality. <laughs> does it? Does it? Is that a, such a thing? <laughs> we love SBS. We shouldn't bag it out. Thank you, SBS, for being alive. Do we? <laughs> I do. I like SBS. That was. Are they sponsoring us? Well, they can. Like, please do. Like, aren't they owned by the government? Don't we have to sponsor them? Like, our taxpayers' I... dollars are paying their money. So, <laughs> if Julia and Sam fall sick, we're the fillions. They're flying us out. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> we're on standby. Yes. We've got our bags packed. Oh, well, Sam and I are besties. So, uh, you know, <laughs> Sam tweeted me the other day saying, "Ben, get ready to go to Austria." Uh, all right, so there we go. Guy Sebastian, tonight again, um, we will talk about that more, no doubt. Finalists. Funnily enough, Guy Sebastian is not the only Australian competing in Eurovision this year. There's a bit Ooh. of trivia for you because... You need a sound effect. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So uh, our next entry we're going to look at is the Armenian entry. Now, Armenia will be competing in semi-final number one, and their song is called... Face the Shadow, and the band is called Genealogy. Now, Genealogy is an Armenian supergroup. Now, when did you ever think you would... <laughs> Isn't that an oxymoron? <laughs> when did you ever think you would hear an uh, Armenian supergroup? <laughs> um, now, they are uh, a band consisting of several members, including an Ethiopian member called Vartibian, uh, an American member, there we go, an American representative, uh, Tamar Caprilian, a Japanese entrant, Stephanie Topolian, a French entrant, Essaya Asluan, an Australian entrant, Mary Jean O'Doherty Basmajan, and an, oh, yeah, her. Yeah, her, love her, and an Armenian entrant, funnily enough, Inga Ashrakan. And um, yeah, so that's an Armenian supergroup. That's what it sounds like. And uh, the song is called Don't Deny, and we're going to Don't Deny You by playing a little bit of that. Right? Is it not called Face the Shatter? Um, hang on. <laughs> Wait a minute. I just said that, didn't I? Why have I got a list here saying Don't Deny? What's going on here? <laughs> uh, hang on. <laughs> well, this is awkward. Good. To don't know. deny it, Ben. I heard you say Face the Shatter. Stop I... denying it. <laughs> um... Well, apparently, according to what I've called it on iTunes, it's Don't Deny, but it's actually Face the Shadow. Uh, here's Face the Shadow, Don't Deny. Uh, <laughs> oh, Eurovision Oz is already number one on iTunes. Anyway, um, here it is. <laughs> Face the Shadow slash Don't Deny. Armenia, genealogy. What's a play for us? There we go. We find so many ways of falling <laughs> Playing too many games. Dude, I didn't know young Tom Cruise. It's all the videos that these two will make available on our article on our website. Okay, well, there's the words shadow and deny in it. <laughs> Fuck it, it's face the shadow or don't deny. It's one of them. It's got a bracket on Oh, she's very operatic. Oh, is that the Aussie? Uh, the, the, 
they're definitely a group, I'm not sure if they're super. I think there's so many members in the band, they get to sing one line each and then the end the song ends. <laughs> one line in a different style even. <laughs> oh. Uh, not when they did the mix between folk and like She is singing with lots of pauses in the Did she say I'm a chicken? <laughs> Well, now they say don't deny, so fuck, they don't even know what the song's called. <laughs> oh, she's um, got a bit of sass, that's a bit of Shirley Bassey. That's a bit of Shirley Bassey to the way she sings. Alright, I think we've heard enough of that. And we'll crank it up a little bit here, a little bit more of this, and we'll fade it down. Yeah, okay, that's enough of you, genealogy. Um... <laughs> Okay, uh, Noah, Armenia, what, what are their chances of <laughs> Eurovision success? Uh, uh, <laughs> it's not going to be the loser, um, can I say that? It's not um, going to be the moustache. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just a lot of these entries, I haven't listened to them all, but a lot of them are kind of ballady ones, and I don't feel this one sticks out, so I guess it might come down to their performance, how all five of them will be on stage but yeah i'm not digging this one i think uh when i go to sleep tonight i'll will have forgotten this one by the morning so um i'm glad there's an australian in there and i guess do we vote for them considering we're still voting for australia then or yeah um i hope there's going to be some backstage drama between guy and mary lou or whatever (laughs) so um yeah, I'm not feeling this one. I'm going to say it's in the... I'm not going to... I don't know where, but I'm going to say the bottom half somewhere. Jared? I don't know about this one. I kind of... It's it's hard to predict how it will go. We haven't really had sort of a group do particularly well um, in a while. I suppose kind of like the last band is really... What? Lordy? Lordy, 2007. So, I mean... It's mainly been like individual artists or like duets. So I don't know. The group factor could take them far. I just kind of feel like it's a bit of everything going on in this song and it's not particularly cohesive or one of sort of the stronger ballads, as Noah said. That's a good point, actually. You make like we had Elia Nikki for Azerbaijan, one in 2011. But um, yeah, Lordy, um, you go back to 2001, Estonia. Tanel Padar, Dave Benton, and 2XL. Uh, and the Olsen well, Brothers. Oh, what a win that was in 2000 for Denmark. The Olsen Brothers. It's 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 not going to be in this episode of Ural's Vision, but there's another band coming up, which <laughs> band won't be winning this uh, <laughs> year. You know, but Finland we'll won't be uh, replicating their success with Lordy. That's uh, <laughs> just a bit of a hit. Um, so in terms of Armenia's history in Eurovision, they've only competed since 2006. Their best finish has been fourth which they achieved last year with uh, RMMP3, Not Alone, that was a good song last year, and uh, back in 2008 with, of course, oh, the uh, ever-classic Sorosho and Kayla Kayla. Um, so, yes, and in terms of, uh, it's interesting, voting history, most votes given, uh, they've given most points to Russia, Greece, and Ukraine, um, and most points received have come from France, Russia, Georgia, and the Netherlands. So there's your political angle there if you want to take a look on that for Armenia. But um, so how does this one go, Ben? In terms of what, Noah? Your opinion. Um, 
Thank you. That makes sense. Um, yeah, look, lower, middle to lower. Like, yeah, I don't see this doing too well. It's, it's. Does it make the final? Well, that's a good point. Does it make the final? Um, I think it could just scrape. I reckon it, it might probably. sneak in just because the fact that there's what like thirty of them on stage and like it's they get their families to vote in every country that they're from. And it's like the United yeah. Nations, like there's. People bear in mind here, we haven't seen the live stage show no, yet, exactly. and that, often that makes the Well, they could come out riding a wild giraffe, and like, yeah, so you know, I mean, that's an automatic winner. Ricky like. Gervais wouldn't be happy. <laughs> well, we... <laughs> oh, I get it. Um, but we also, yeah, we should really be paying attention to this, because remember, we're going to vote, guys. We're going to vote. Uh, well, it doesn't get my vote. You're not going through the city. <laughs> and from one point, not Australia. <laughs> we should do a, a mock thing at the end where, all right, we're crossing over to Jared and <laughs> Emu Plains gives our 10 points to France. Emu Plains calling. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Europe. We give 10 points. I just wanted to get the most bogan person. Like, because, you know, I'm sure, like, these people they get from, like, Armenia are like, Hello, welcome to Hang out in Europe. Hey, back out in Europe. Yeah, back in Europe, <laughs> Burnouts in the background. And <laughs> sinking in a, a flatty. Um, I've got a list here in terms of ho. I'm not going through that. We don't really. Do you give a shit who was the spokesperson for Armenia last year? Well, it was Anna, uh, yeah, Anna Vasayan, if you wanted to know. There you go. Uh, so that's Armenia, genealogy. Um, our first semi finalist. That's from semi final numero uno. Uh, our next semi finalist is also from semi final numero uno. And it's a song that might leave you feeling a little bit hungry. <laughs> uh, now, look, we've already brought this person up. And uh, I will say, this is Canada's favourite. Um, our Canadian Oslet, Colin Hilding, loves Boggy. And who- <laughs> well, we should give a shout-out to the Canadian Europe. Possible. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, who, who doesn't love Boggy? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Jared- well, I don't like being... Boggy in the car. But. Jared, now correct me if I'm wrong. I, I heard a bit of a rumor that you've already gotten a boggy tattoo. Hey, that's a secret. <laughs> Keep that under wraps. Not anymore. It's out there. Uh, all right. That little bit was like the the host doing the bad um, bit. Oh, Jared, I've heard a rumor. <laughs> you've already got a tattoo. At least I can get Getting away with spirit, it. Man. At least I can get away with it on this podcast because it. And then, oh me. yes, it's a secret. <laughs> Definitely the two hosts going at it. Uh, we're practicing our act. Uh, all right, let's hear from Hungary, the one, the only, Boggy, with Wars for Nothing. Sounds <laughs> like we're on a street in Budapest or something right now. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm not in my bed right now because I would be fast asleep. Come on, Boggy, are we going to start this year? <laughs> Seagull's gone? Is there singing, Boggy? The winner will already be announced, Boggy, by the time you start. Come on, Boggy! We're up early to watch this in Australia! <laughs> Don't get stage fright. 33 Don't seconds worry. in, no singing, that's all good. Whatever, Boggy. She better have a damn good act. <laughs> she better be, like, riding a, a bloody unicorn at this point, like... 45 seconds, where's the singing Boggy? Where do you put Boggy? Oh there she is, hello Boggy! Boggy just got out of bed! Is she like on a soccer field or something? What the fuck's going on? 
God, I'm falling asleep here too. What the fuck, Buggy? Got a nice voice. I, I, I did laugh when I was watching a YouTube video of someone's picture and they said, uh, this one only wins if a war with Russia starts. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Uh, so Hungary, hope Russia invades you in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, because this message of war for nothing, it's great, but uh, maybe you mix it with Guy Sebastian. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Tonight we're for a war for nothing! Yeah. Okay, fuck it, I'm sorry. Foggy, I think Foggy is inciting a war with the song um, Hungary. <laughs> Bringing back the old Austro-Hungarian Empire. Um, France yeah, this isn't helping with the war, but this is charging the war. Oh, uh, if Boggy wins Eurovision, <laughs> <laughs> I am done with Eurovision. <laughs> All right, uh, Boggy, Jared. <laughs> what more can be said, really? Um, <laughs> Nothing. That sounds Given enough. the right climate, I think it could win, but... I do kind of think, I think it's going to get to the finals. I've got this feeling that it's it's going to get votes from people voting for causes and it will get through to the final, but I don't think it's going to challenge for the win. We're just looking here at the, because uh, of course each country generally has like their own performance, like night where the people vote for who will represent them in Eurovision. And um, Boggy beat out a lot of, there's a lot of entrants in the Hungarian Eurovision final, and the the judges that helped decide Boggy to get through include a composer singer songwriter called Pierrot, Geno Suzaza, uh, Magda Rusi. Oh no, this is why it sucks. Uh, Philip Riquet, MTV program director for Hungary. Well, there you go. Um, geez, MTV in Hungary must be boring. <laughs> oh no, it's hung up. He's so incensed with Boggy that he's gone. <coughs> Oh, no, Noah, uh, I can't talk to you about Boggy. Do you think you fell asleep, Jared? Potentially. Uh, well, anyway, while we try and get Noah back to get thoughts on Boggy... Uh, oh, no, you back there, Noah? I'm here. I just had to leave for a minute. Just to catch your thoughts on how shit Boggy is. Wipe those tears. Talk us through Boggy. She's fully known as Boglaka Sama. That's her full name. I prefer Boggy. You know, I'm... Yeah, I can tell you the next time I listen to Boggy Wars for Nothing will be the Eurovision live performance. So <laughs> I, I'm not dying to listen to uh, Boggy at any time. Uh, I'm usually wrong on these predictions because I'm, I'm not in tune with Europe, but I'm going to say this does not make it to the final, and if it does, then um, Finland's wrong is to the final. Um, yeah, uh this song's for nothing, so boo for Boggy. I love it when you Google Boggy, it comes up with suggestions at the top. Boogie, Boogie 2988, <laughs> Boogie Man. <laughs> well, she should really consider a rebranding and go under Boogie Boggy and disco it up a bit. Boggy's kind of cute, actually, but um, same as song sucks. So. Yeah, well, that will get votes from that and the fact that she has quite a good voice, but the song, yeah. Well, it's, I mean... I mean, Hungary and Austria have a very close relationship, so I expect votes to come from Austria. Um, so she rose to international prominence in January 2014 after the music video for Nuva Perfume, otherwise translated to New Perfume, was picked up by media outlets in various countries, including the UK and the USA. 
Uh, I've never heard of it. Um, and, yeah, that's about it's interesting there for her to say. It went to, and that song, Partham, slash Nuva Partham, went to number one in Hungary, which I really don't think would be that hard to do. Um, I could probably release a song in Hungary and go to number one. Um, Aye. Well, okay. Um, now, in terms of their history in Eurovision, they have never won. Their highest placing uh, was fourth back in 1994 with the instant classic. Oh, oh, the instant classic, Frederica Bayer, and her song, Knik Monjam et Vermetik. That was a question, apparently. Um, and last year, they finished fifth with their song, Running, by Andras Kalar Sounders. Um, we do have to say that um, this was... Alex, who wasn't on here, but will probably be on episode two or three. This was his favourite for the week. So well, that's why we wasn't invited um, onto this episode. Yeah, <laughs> so I seriously question his involvement in this, but we'll, we'll talk to him about that eventually. Well, I think we need to dedicate an entire episode to him talking about, like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Shout out to Boggy if you listen. Uh, now, most points given in Grant, they love giving their points to Greece, Azerbaijan and Sweden, and Finland, Romania and Iceland love voting. So Austria doesn't like Hungary apparently in Eurovision, considering their close ties. There you go. Uh, Noah, where's Boggy finishing? Uh, not in the final. Okay. Jared? Uh, makes it to the final, but um, she stumbles at the final hurdle, <laughs> and she's going to finish around sort of the 20 mark. Oh, Boggy! Boo. Uh, poor Boggy. Poor Boggy. Oh. Come back next year. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, she turning into the Hungarian Jedwood. Uh, <laughs> oh, who have we got to compete? I can't even do an Irish accent, apparently. It's anyway, boggy. Speaking of Ireland, um, let's move on to them. Um, semi-final two they are in, and this year's uh, singer for them is Molly Sterling, not Jedwood <laughs> this year. Uh, now, Molly will be singing. Molly, of course she's called Molly. <laughs> now, oh, Molly Sterling. Uh, <laughs> to be sure, Molly will be singing. With numbers. Oh, I'd be singing three songs. Uh, this is this is her third song, playing with numbers. <laughs> oh, did you hear my third one? <laughs> now, 2015 Eurovision. Now, uh, the song is called Playing With Numbers. Now, as we mentioned, Ireland holds the record for most wins in the history of Eurovision. They've won this competition seven times, believe it or not. Uh, not since 1996, did I say, before. 90, uh, yeah, 96, when uh, Emiah Quinn and The Voice won it. What a song that was. Um, Produced by Mark Burnett, I think that was. <laughs> Featuring backup performances by Jedwood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, so I think we will hear a little bit, because Ireland, you know, UK gets a lot of shit, but Ireland, like, I think they need to get a bit of shit, because this is a country that produced a hand puppet entering this competition only several years ago. <laughs> so, um, they, they've got nothing to hide from Ireland. Um, if they, you know, oh, Jedwood or a puppet. That's all we can represent our country in the last few years. So, uh, all right, let's hear right now a little bit of Molly Sterling playing with numbers. This is the Irish entry for Eurovision 2015. Playing with numbers or don't deny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds very Celtic. Another piano. Bring back Jedwood. Oh, wow. When I, when I thought of Molly Sterling, I was thinking of like a Susan Boyle type character. <laughs> this is definitely not a Susan Boyle type character. Boo, bring back Jedwood. Ooh. 
and Boggy would get along well. Oh. Uh, a bit of husk man. It's more interesting than Bob, but it's still more good too. Very ballady, Jared. You got your ballads up again. Mm, they just keep coming back again and again and again. At least you didn't take like 58 minutes to start singing. Please don't <laughs> yeah, credit to Molly. I think I think Boggy's still just getting into a song, by the way. Like, <laughs> all right, I think we've heard enough of Molly. Thank you, Molly Sterling. Um, <laughs> Boggy still hasn't finished. Bring back Boggy. Um, okay, Noah, what's Molly going to do for Ireland this year? Uh, I can't see Molly coming through. Detroit, uh I screwed that one up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think she's higher than Boggy. At least it had a bit of a. A bit of an oomph to it, like, and I'm doing this, and <laughs> I'm doing that, and I'm doing this. Um, She's quite busy, Molly. She's got a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully she makes it to Eurovision. Um, hopefully she's finished all the chores and um, she's ready to go. Um, she's playing with numbers, so, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, she's working out uh, the number. Can she afford the flight over to Austria? Um, <laughs> She's got a lot on her plate. Leave her alone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's it's better than Boggy. Um, hashtag, hashtag better than Boggy. A song I wrote about five seconds ago is better than Boggy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's not a star of this year and it won't be uh, the winner. But yeah, it's pretty boring. It's another piano one. But I think I like Molly, but she's not going to make it. Again, Molly quite cute, so she'll get a lot of points for the uh, the looks brigade. Um, Jared, Molly, Molly Sterling. Well, I mean, she's got the age factor. I mean, she's young, so she should get some votes for that. But um, I don't know if I see her crack in the final. I think Boggy, as much as boring, more message than I'll just do this today. I'll do that today. <laughs> and, that's only really um, resonating with your hard workers out there, and lazy people aren't going to enjoy that. So, that's cutting off a whole market there. Mm. Yeah, there's a, a lovely image of uh, Molly here, just uh, sitting on a rock with a with a husky in the background. So, um, yeah, look. Things to do. Get back, Molly. <laughs> She's walking a dog. That um. was. <laughs> And I'm walking the dog, <laughs> and I'm sitting on a rock. She was. Uh, she grew up in Pukani County in Tipari, and she was educa- educated at Kilkenny College. That was almost Scottish. Um, that was very not Irish. <laughs> Hello, Scotland. We're competing at Eurovision. Um, <laughs> Eurovision. <laughs> You'll take the Ireland, I'll take the Ireland. We'll be Scotland. Bye bye. Uh, at least we're offending a country that hasn't entered in. Uh, hey, I'm one quarter Scottish. I'm allowed to. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, um, she she won t- trip. Hang on, Tip Teen Idol in 2011 and won a Pop Star Studios Recording Prize. And she won second place award for Girls Voco- Vocal Solo at the 2012 Kilkenny Music Festival, supported by Runway Go. Uh, Kilkenny, is that like a Comic-Con for South Park or something? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. The first time I ever heard that was a place in Ireland, I thought the same thing. Um, 
So, yes, and in terms of uh, Ireland, well, as I said, they're most successful. Haven't won since 1996. Their recent form guide hasn't been brilliant. They didn't make the finals last year. Heartbeat by Can Lynn and Casey Smith. Um, only made it into the semis, finished 12th in their semi, didn't make it through. The last time they made the final was with Ryan Dolan, with Only Love Survives. That was more Scottish again too, Ben. Um, they finished that year in 26th and last. Um, so, <laughs> the last time Ireland were in a final, they were the last place. Um, and outside of that, we had two years of Jedwood. Um, then we had Niyama, Kaving, whatever that is, and then Dustin the Turkey. Um, and wasn't that it? We're going to be playing that in a couple of weeks. We've got to play Dustin. Uh, so, yeah, Noah, kind of what you said, not making the finals or... Or I'm just making the finals by a little, little bit. <laughs> uh, Jared, what do you think? No, not making it. No. She's going to continue that trend for Ireland. Now, uh, funny fact here, the most points that Ireland give in grand finals, wow, they give the most to the United Kingdom. Who would have thought? Uh, followed by Sweden and France, and the most points received, the United Kingdom. Sweden. I'm surprised they give it to United Kingdom. And Switzerland, yeah, you think Ireland would be like, fuck you, Britain. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so there you go. That no is. points for you. <laughs> Thanks, Molly. Uh, we'll see you in the semis and nowhere else. Uh, <laughs> Our final song for the episode has gone by quite quickly, actually. Uh, we're going to take a song from a, a second semi-final again. The Americans would say semi-final two. Uh, and we're going to Israel um, with the ever-popular Nadav Gwage and the song Golden Boy. Now, is this so uh, related to Europe Blake? at the moment? I was going to say, is this Blake from Survivor Guatemala? Golden Boy? Um, <laughs> no. I'm reading Wikipedia is um, in Western Asia. I think Israel is classified. I think it's. I think it's part of the Eurozone. Maybe somebody. Let's go with that. Yeah, I think Israel is more because I'm pretty sure like the Israel soccer team competes in like the European leagues, and I think yeah. Anyway, but, um, so yeah, this... Well, we'll take another entry. Come on <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, we, we need our besties from outside of Europe to, to side by with us. Uh, so yeah, let's hear some of Israel's entry to Eurovision for 2015, Nadav Gwage and Golden Boy. My, oh, quicker than Boggy. Someone broke my heart. What is this? Bohemian Rhapsody or something? <laughs> Mama, life is just because. What's this? Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, it's very like Arabian. Oh, I like it. It's a very Arabian. Like Aladdin or something like that. Dancing on the floor. I, uh, yeah. I've heard this one before. This is going to be ridiculous. This is like boy bandy. It's a bit, um... Yeah, this is going to be... It's a bit cheering It actually almost sounds like Guy Sebastian. This is going to be the bad backup there. This is a ridiculous effect. It's Israeli Guy Sebastian. Mixed with Queen. This is one of my favourites. I'm gonna crank the music up. video is pretty ridiculous too. Oh yeah! 
It's good. It's got a bit of. Are you watching the videos? The dance moves they've made up for Golden. Oh, there's a gunshot and a pouring of a drink. Oh, they've got the Golden dance. Is it like a a boy dressed in gold? Golden boy. Take your legs still and shake your arms like you're a madman. It's almost got a bit of um elements of like wild dances, you know the Ruslana Ukraine one that won it in what, 2004? That's one of my favourite ones. You know what I'm talking about there, Jared. Yeah, I know. I've got your back. Thanks, man. I feel like we just keep losing. This is good. So what is the cost into it straight after rather than bogging? <laughs> Say that again, Jared. What's the costume for this? Is it is it all gold sequins? Oh, Lots of boys. Oh, please. <laughs> He's got like please, a veil please. over his head, like... Oh. Gold yeah, sequin onesie. This is great. This is so Eurovision. This is what we want, none of this boggy shit. Boggy's still writing the song halfway through this one. It hasn't even started. I would love it if they played Bulky's acoustic guitar and did long intro and then Golden Boy just jumps in over the top of it. You know what would be hilarious if yeah. like Boggy listens to this? Like, hi Boggy! Uh, <laughs> wow. Oh, we... Well, Boggy herself, I've got no problem with it. No, oh. we love you, Boggy. Like, you know, you, 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 yeah, we do. But like, it's Boggy. <laughs> your, your song's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Leave her alone. Uh, yeah, no, we love you, Boggy. Uh, all right, um, the Dav Gwage. I'm a fan, Jared. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's straight through the final. That's that's a top ten finish, I reckon. Putting it out there. Yeah, I'm up. I'm up there with you. I think that's a contender, Noah. I'm a golden boy. <laughs> Look it's at our my heads. Like, toy. This, is, this is what's so good about Eurovision songs when they're in your head. Like, sing me a line of Boggy versus <laughs> Golden Boy. <laughs> and I'm so excited for the Golden Boy dance to be included, and I love Jared's idea. I just want to see a lot of gold, gold everywhere, gold suits, gold, gold hair, gold everything. I'm a Golden Boy. <laughs> yeah, this is so ridiculously like this is the so bad it's good kind of thing. Um, this is the Eurovision I like the hilarious. It's just like, oh my god, um, this is what Eurovision is. None of this kind of snooze fest, boggy stuff. I'm in it for the um, so bad it's good kind of things, and um, I think this is a golden one for I'm a golden boy. <laughs> I will say Israel has a pretty shit track record recently in Eurovision. They haven't made the final since 2010. Um, so too bad. the last four years, uh, oh wait, that is pretty bad. They missed out with their classic in 2011 of Dana International and Ding Dong. Um, unfortunately, that didn't make the final. Then Izabu missed out with Time. Moran Mazor missed out with Rak Bishikov, and uh, Mel Feingold missed out last year with Same Heart. Uh, so you got to go back to 2010. With the song Milim by Harel Skart, which finished 14th. In 2010, uh, Israel have won Eurovision three times before. Uh, 1978 with Abi Nibi, uh, Isha Cohen and the Alphabeta sang that one. 
Then they won back-to-back, -back, actually. Gally, Atari, and Milk and Honey won with Hallelujah back in 1979. And then they last won with uh, Dana International. They're the same ones with Ding Dong. Um, they won <laughs> it in 1998 with Diva. And they got brought back, what, 13 years later with Ding Dong. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Ding Dong was a classic. They must have been doing well back in Israel. <laughs> like, we need you to go back to Eurovision. Um, I, ding Dong. Ding Dong. <laughs> uh, so there's a Nadev. Um, I will say he's a French-Israeli singer. Winner of season two of the Israeli show called Hakohav Haba, which uh, translates to The Next Star. And um, he's... Frequently, his influences include Pharrell Williams, Usher, Beyonce, Chris Brown, Maroon 5, Snoop Dogg, Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, Justin Timberlake, and Timberland. And he is referred to in Israel. I said he was like the Israeli guy, Sebastian. But in Israel, he's referred to as the Israeli Justin Timberlake. Uh, <laughs> so there you By go. his mum. <laughs> yes, footnote. His mum said it. <laughs> Once when she was drunk. <laughs> wow, Israeli Justin Timberlake. I'd say more Israeli Ed Sheeran slash Guy Sebastian, but okay. Uh, so, yeah, Noah, um, uh, Jared, I heard you say top 10. Noah, did you give me a final position? I wasn't listening. Yeah, top 10, maybe the winner. I don't reckon the winner, but top 10 with a chance. I'm a golden boy. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm saying top 10. I think he's, he's up there. Good on you, Nadav. Um, yeah. Good on you. Uh, that's, that's the songs. We, we might go through a few more in some other episodes, but we're trying to cap these episodes a little bit shorter. We're not going to sit here for like five hours and rank every single Eurovision <laughs> song in the history of the 60 years of Eurovision. Hey, there's an idea. Uh, <laughs> at 736 from Armenia in 1992. Yeah, no, that's, that's worthy of top 400. <laughs> um, oh, actually, hang on. I will say, too, in terms of uh, who they vote for a lot, Israel likes voting for the United Kingdom, Sweden, and France, and France, Finland, and Switzerland like voting for Israel. So, there you go. Um, all right, we're going to close this out. I think we've done a fairly good uh, debut episode of Euros Vision. It's been fun. We've learnt a lot, and we've discovered that Boggy needs to start singing anytime soon because uh, she's not the golden girl. Uh, <laughs> but we love you, Boggy. Hashtag we love you, Boggy. Um, so we're going to close out though, Noah, with a hashtag for the episode. Um, you've got a couple here that you think we could choose from. Yeah. Um I'll give you the options, and then you tell you tell me which one we should go with. But um, my picks were either uh, your classic line from Twenty Minutes In. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't don't quote me on that. It may have been twenty five, but hashtag Abba had beards <laughs> <laughs> in reference to Conchita, I believe, or hashtag Better Than Boggy. I think that has a bit of a ring to it. Yeah, so. I like Better with bo Better Than Boggy. I think that'll that'll be trending on Twitter in like Armenia tomorrow. Um, yes, so if you listen uh, and you got Twitter, uh, send us a tweet. I'm not sure if we will have our own Twitter account for this. Or yeah, not, we're going to create. We're going to create at Eurovision Oz, uh, Euroz Vision. Sorry, that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so give us a tweet about your thoughts on these five songs or so, and give us a 
hashtag your old vision or hashtag better than boggy. Yes, indeed. And um, look, we're looking forward to this. It's been a lot of fun. Jared, um, mate, uh, do you have any extra hashtags that you want to add? But I, I like better than boggy. I think that's good. I think better than boggy is a good one. It's a, it's a good measuring stick, isn't it? You can just <laughs> sort of, was that better than boggy? It, like it, it starts conversations, it ends conversations just like she does. <laughs> it's it's got to be a catchphrase in modern society. Like, oh, did you see the new Star Wars movie? What do you reckon? Better than boggy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is going to be trending. It, it's either the scale is either better than boggy or not as golden as Nadal. <laughs> Yeah, what do you? What do That's you, the scale. On the scale life. of Nadav Gwaze or Boggy, uh, where would you rate uh, Star Wars episode <laughs> Star seven? Star Wars episode seven. Oh, closer yeah. to Nadav, I reckon. Um, We're changing the lexicon of the world here. <laughs> yes. Oh God, indeed, better than Boggy. Um, use it in school tomorrow, kids. Uh, thank you for everybody for tuning into this very first episode of Euro's Vision. Um, we're looking forward to covering uh, Eurovision. I mean, this will only be a podcast that will last about a month and a half, and then. Who knows what we'll do for the rest of the year? Junior Eurovision? Junior Vision. <laughs> Never well, seen it, but almost <laughs> always time for a first. Yes. Oh, we're getting into too much trouble with that one. With that I'm a golden baby. <laughs> <laughs> Better than Boggy Junior. Wow, 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 wow. Noah, thank you very much. This has been a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to it. Continuing. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. The first episode of a show ever is always going to be a bit rocky, but we'll get there in the end. I thought it was a pretty good first episode, and I'm excited to hear the rest of the songs. Some I haven't even heard at all, so this is going to be new for me, and I'm excited to hear everyone's thoughts on it. So hashtag better than boggy. Thanks for having me. And uh, Jared, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. I'm looking forward to, to getting to some of the um, contenders for the win in later episodes. <laughs> Alrighty, we're going to continue on our next episode. Uh, we will uh, continue more with more semi-finalists and other finalists as well as, of course, uh, a classic song. If you've got any ideas you'd like to have for a classic song, tweet us at Eurovision if it exists by the time you hear this and um, insert email address here is our other form of contact <laughs> as well. Uh, now, to close it out, I'm going to close out each week. Uh, now, Noah, you're going to bring in the greeting. I'm going to close out with a greeting. And uh, in a in a European language. Now each episode, I'm going to close out with goodbye and good night Europe, and uh, I'm going to say it in a different language. This week's language is Finnish. Uh, <laughs> and Here I'm, we go. I've chosen like one of the hardest languages in the world to start off with. <laughs> and I'm going to say this in true Finnish fashion. <clears throat> Hello, yes, my name is Ben. I'm very excited <laughs> to be here. So for the uh, final time for the first episode of uh, Europe's Vision. Hivasti ya hiva yota yuropasa. <laughs> <laughs>